going for boost over well i think going for boost if you're a boost merchant like someone like aj or someone you go for boost <laughs> hundred percent of the time yes always every second of every game balls going in your net don't worry about it go get the boost and make sure you've got the full 100 to celebrate with the other team <laughs> never, never, never. Yeah, never. Always, always go for Yes. Number one rule of rock league. Welcome to the Boost Over Ball podcast, where three aggressively average Rocket League players talk about everything RLCS with your hosts, Ace, Code Red Jack, Kyle Cube, and AJ Binky. So if you've ever wondered when the best time to go for Boost Over Ball is, you've come to the right place. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Boost Over Ball podcast. To listeners new and old, welcome, hello, thank you for tuning in, especially if it's your first show. Strap in, good luck. Here we go. I'm Kyle K-Cube, and today I got with me Code Red Jack and AJ Binky. How's it going, guys? Going pretty good, going pretty good. Oh, yeah. Well, today we will be talking about some more roster rumors, just a couple of them that we haven't touched on yet before jumping into RLCS offseason events, tournaments taking place, and some information that uh, RL Esports tweeted out. Uh, but first, I'm going to go through some housekeeping items pretty quick. We have some exciting interviews coming down the pipeline for you guys, content creators, uh, people in the RL scene, uh, and a potential crossover with another podcast that we have in the works right now. Uh, we are also currently building out a merch store, uh, I think through Shopify, and making some new designs to make that available for you guys pretty shortly. Um, but without further ado, we will jump right into the show. Ace, take it away. You got it. All right, so starting off today, we're going to talk transfer rumors, everybody. So uh, here's what we got. We know that Chicago has officially played his last match as a member of G2. Atomic uh, is going to be teaming with Stizzy and Tox and are looking for an org to represent. Uh, KC, they're set to compete with the roster of Vatira, Rise, and Atau. Uh, which is two-thirds of Moist coming back together. Pretty exciting news. Um, and then, you know, do we think... Do What do you guys think? Do you think that that roster, two-thirds Moist, uh, coming back together, has what it takes to compete with Vitality? AJ, what do you think about that Just one? Just bring back Joyo. <laughs> uh, we all want it. Get rid of Vital. Bring back Joyo. I don't even care what org it's under. Just make it happen. Make the roster happen. <laughs> but no, I don't think they can. Well, I mean, maybe after the world champion curse or whatever, maybe they can take down Vitality. But like the way Vitality <laughs> was, I don't. I don't think they can. I don't think they can take down Vitality. Well, that full moist roster that that you know we're looking to have come back. Isn't that the, the roster that went, that we had that amazing series? Was it two world championships ago between them and, and, Moist Fury. and Fury? Yeah. Yeah. So like even, even two seasons ago that while that was a great roster, wasn't enough to make it all the way. So I would say probably not enough to compete with vitality. I am of a different opinion. I'm a different opinion on this one. I do think that they have, that that is a team talented enough to on paper to compete with Vitality. So, I mean, it's certainly going to be interesting to see kind of how they slot together, right? Because 
Vatira in his own right is one of the best players in the world, and Atau is one of the most mechanical players in the world. So does Vatira play, you know, kind of third man back line? He's had he, you know, has some great defensive performances, but you know, how does how do they fit together? So and you know, it hasn't been confirmed yet, obviously this was shift reporting, but Rise now set to join another EU team, uh kind of continuing his tour around the region. So <laughs> we should be uh should be set to see some exciting Rocket League. But also, uh, speaking of uh, Rocket League, AJ, why don't you take us away with some of the some of the stuff that uh, RLE Sports has, has started to tweet out. Yeah, so RLE Sports uh, confirmed that RLCS is set to return in 2024 with details coming at a later date. So uh, this kind of confirms that... Uh, there is going to be like a five or so month off season, like everybody was thinking. So, uh, yeah, no real big surprises here. Yeah. I mean, they talked about it on the chalked cast, right? So like teams that form now, like you still have like five to six months potentially of, uh, time before the next RLCS event. So, you know, I, I think it's not, unreasonable that teams would form and then break up before RLCS even happens. I mean, what do you guys think? That's a long time to wait. Okay, what were those bells in your background? I was wondering. I was like, are, are we now, is this our Christmas episode? What was with so the sleigh bells? So, uh, we have a bell and my dog rings the bell when he needs to go outside. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Oh, that's that fantastic. Yeah. Good dog. That was funny. Right, yeah. That was a question. Like it, it's been like this is an off season of five to six months, potentially even longer because the details haven't been released yet. But like, I feel like it's not unreasonable to think that some rosters will form and then break up before RLCS even comes back. I can see that happening. I could definitely see I that happening. Happen a lot, but... I think I think it's more likely that we're gonna not see rosters uh, get solidified because of how much time we have, there's a lot of time for people to be bouncing around and figuring out what they like and what they don't like and what works and what doesn't work. Um, so I think that in the events that we're about to start talking about, because there is a, there's quite the, uh, quite the lineup of events coming up in the off season. I think we're going to see all kinds of different mix and match combinations coming up in these off season events. That's going to, that's going to really get, I mean, one, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about and, and theorize, but I think that that's going to, I, I don't know. I just can't see people making a, a decision as far as a roster this early on when you, ha when there's no need to, right? Yeah. But I mean, like, right. If you're not on a, if you're not in an organization, you're not getting paid. Right. But if you are signed to an org possible to what, like, uh, team forms like within a week of now, and then like, would it even be possible to split up and form a different team sometime before RLCS season starts? Because like, they all have to sign contracts, right? Yeah. Um, I'm like more thinking of like maybe orgless teams. So like, you think about like a Hogan mode. You think okay, about yeah, like yeah. Atomic teaming with Stizzy and Tox. Like that makes sense. There could be like hundreds of iterations of rosters that go like that. And I mean, like you yeah, know, G1 perfect. pulled out. Um, oxygen doesn't really, you know, there's so many unrestricted and, and restricted even 
free agents that like, you know, once teams sign up, like, are they even going to be the same, you know, the same team right. where it's like, you know, G2 as of right now, I think it's Jane apps who may or may not retire atomic and no Chicago. Right. But if, you know, Jane apps decides to sign elsewhere with Chicago, that's not G2 anymore. That's a new, you know, but you know, maybe an org picks them up instead. So like, I just, I think that, you know, thinking about the fact that it's set to be six months for the off season, that's like two splits, you know, that's two thirds yeah, of last season. A lot of time. Yeah. But I mean, the other side of it is from, you know, thinking about from a business perspective is that like, if you are an org, why would you sign up a team six and pay them for six months? When you know there's not going to be, there's I mean maybe maybe on events I don't know I don't know how all the practice together but I mean that's still from what I understand which is very little about the business side of esports it's not a huge money maker so you really have to be very uh, very careful and pick and choose where you're going to spend your money right so I don't know if I would pay three players for six months to form a team and practice when uh, those players will probably still be around a month before this season begins, unless you're getting a cut from the, from these off season events, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, it's like a double-edged sword, right? So like you're, you'd have to pay the players for six months of, you know, them not really competing in RLCS events, but on the flip side, you look at something like Carmine Corp, right? So if Carmine Corp does sign rise, does sign a towel, that's two big names off the market. Right, that's two True. two players that will not go somewhere else if they have signed, which I don't know if they have not. Right, but so like you know, putting it off, you potentially expose yourself to not being able to sign the players that you that you'd want, right? Or like you know, the first domino, so to speak, has kind of been poked in EU and it's it's fallen over. So you don't want to be the last person, you know, before all the dominoes fall. So. I certainly get what you're saying about, you know, not wanting to pay people for six months, but also at the same time, you don't want to be the last person sitting at the table without a team. That's true. That actually, that actually means that the teams that have uh, some championships under the belt or otherwise are, or are otherwise well-backed are going to have a quite the advantage in this off season because they can form those teams earlier without worrying about the, the budget. Right. Yeah. But, and that, that actually I'm, I'm interested to see how this all goes. That actually also uh leads into another topic that that is uh kind of been going around on Twitter. Uh Carmine Corp is currently building, it is under construction, their own esports venue in Europe. Their own venue to host esports, to host, you know, all of their different teams at LAN events if they are so required, you know, watch events. Uh, watch parties, things like that. That's, you know, we, we talk about the the business side a little bit, not a ton, but this is certainly, in my eyes, a pretty big step in the, the direction of making this a more sustainable venture for them, right? Because you can sell tickets to your own events. You can do some stuff that I know, AJ, you've been to some Minnesota rocker uh, events, watch parties, things like mm -hmm. that. I think that this is a, a step in the right direction in terms of like sustainability for Carmine Corp. Yeah, absolutely cool. i mean all a fantastic investment honestly into esports in general because i know that there's a there's a weird kind of overall rumor running around or at least feeling that esports is dying or dead and i'm like i don't think so people are still you know i think we're just seeing the start of it 
it might be lulling right now just a little bit because we again we have a five month off season which why why do we have such a long off season between these two seasons compared to others i mean maybe you're revamping our lcs so that it seems a little bit more sustainable so that the players maybe have a little bit more off time i mean if you yep. if you think about it they had you know maybe like a month's worth of off off time you know if you were competing in all the events right if you didn't qualify then you know it, it's a little bit different story but you know you think we think about last year right the world championships were in august right the beginning of august and then you know mid-september we were turning around in the other season right that's like a month of off season so i mean i think maybe this is too much but also at the same time you know we we saw a lot of rocket league in the last like calendar year so maybe they're trying to make it more sustainable maybe they're trying to you know tinfoil had it and rocket league 2 is coming out but uh you know rise has has said and said again you know if if we don't know anything about that. We don't know, like, we know as much as you guys know. Fantastic. Well, do we want to jump into our off-season content here? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, hang on. Do we know why the new arena got disabled? It wasn't, uh, there, there were some bugs in it, like there are usually with new arenas, with, like, some walls not being correct and things like that. Gotcha. Well, good. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it stays gone. <laughs> but uh, with that, um, talking about the off season, how can we possibly survive half a year without RLCS? Well, you're in luck. RLE Sports, in addition to their tweet about uh, RLCS returning in 2024, announced a slate of uh, community tournaments and events that you can uh, compete in, that you can sign up for, that you can watch and just enjoy some Rocket League, uh, starting out with uh, CRL, uh, Collegiate Rocket League, Fall 2023. Uh, CRL is a 32-team, two-conference, broken up into Eastern, East and West in, the, in, the, in North America, with league play running from October 9th through November 10th, uh, with the, the championships for CRL Fall coming November 19th, or 17th through the 19th. There are open qualifiers for CRL, if you are a college uh, Rocket League team looking to compete in this, uh, the first open qualifier is on September 21st, and the second open qualifier is September 28th. Uh, both of those qualifying directly into CRL League play, and then from there trying to uh, qualify for the championships uh, in mid-November. And then after that, we're looking at Salt Mine 3. That's a 1v1 tournament. It's hosted by the Chalked Cast, Johnny Boy. Uh, it's going to feature two 12-player 1v1 tournaments with one event hosted on East Coast servers, so ES servers. And the second is on EU servers. Uh, if you want more information about that, like when it's going to, the actual dates, things like that, I would keep track of Johnny Boy's Twitter. Uh, that's where we're going to see more info on that. And we got the draw season two, which is Rizzo and James Bot's 3v3 tournament that includes four events with a $14,000 prize pool for each event. And all events will have an open qualifier. And for more info on that, uh, make sure you check out Rizzo and James Bot's Twitter. And then uh, we also have Star Chaser Showdown. This is going to be organized by Radiant, and it's a women's Rocket League tournament. 
uh, for North American and EU brightest up and coming women stars with an open qualifier, a main event, and a thirty thousand dollar prize pool. Uh, keep an eye out at the on for, keep an eye out on the Radiant Twitter for more information on that. Next up, we have the Gauntlet. It's uh, organized by Rocket League Oceana RLO. It's a three v three OCE tournament that will be will last six weeks uh, with weekly single elimination brackets to earn points. Each week will have open qualifiers to qualify into these events, and there will be a top eight finals with a $30,000 prize pool. Uh, make sure to check out RLO Twitter for more information. And we also have the Regional Rumble organized by Asia Pro League APL. It's a 3v3 tournament for Mina, APEC, and SSA. It'll consist of 15 small tournaments for these regions with a total prize pool of $24,000. And these tournaments feed into three larger tournaments where all three regions compete against each other for an additional an additional $50,000 in prize pools. And you can check out the APL Twitter account for more info. And then we also have Bandits on Wheels. It's the fall showdown. It's organized by Tactical Banditry. That is a 3v3 North American tournament with six events um, from October through December with $7,000 in prizes. Uh, we are looking at open qualifier with 16 team main events. Uh, again, as we've been saying, pretty much a pattern at this point. Keep an eye out on Tactical Banditry's Twitter for more information about that. Next, we're looking at the Rocket Street Latin American Championships of 2023. It's a 3v3 for Latin American teams with three regions, Brazil, Latin America North, Latin America South. Uh, each of these regions will compete across three separate events to have a chance to play against other the other regions to become the Latin American Rocket League champs. Uh, check out Rocket Street on Twitter for more information on that. Flip and Spin. Fantastic name, by the way. Organized by, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, Webedia? Yeah, that's how I would pronounce it. Cool. 3v3 EU tournament with open qualifiers with the winner of each qualifying for the main event. Eight-team main event with a single elimination bracket style. And you can check out the Webedia Twitter account for more information on that. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. You handled that fantastically. I think you nailed it. Um, and then rounding out our off-season content, which, by the way, uh, I think I'm counting, what, eight to ten events? So that's like one or two a month. So I think we're going to be well-satisfied if they're spread out. But anyway, we got the Rendezvous. Uh, it's organized by Rocket Baguette. Uh, it's a 3v3 EU tournament uh, and with 14 online weeklies from September 21st through December 21st. Uh, single elimination bracket. Each weekly tournament has a prize pool of $2,100. Check out Rocket Baguette Twitter for additional details on that. Post uh, in our Discord as well as on Twitter um, all of the links to these Twitter accounts for you to stay up to date with the dates, the open qualifiers, the tournaments, um, the champions, all that stuff. If you uh, can't tune in to watch them, all of these events will be streamed on, on Twitch, I'm sure, in some form or another. Um, but that's uh, how you can kind of stay up to date with pro or pro adjacent Rocket League throughout the off season here. Um, in the next, pro adjacent. yeah, that's us. We're pro adjacent. Yeah, which 
speak for yourself. <laughs> hey, we got press passes. That makes us pro adjacent. <laughs> well, we get right right up there with them yeah, adjacently. So. <laughs> I okay, I'm here for it. But uh, in the next couple episodes, we will talk to you guys about uh, some leagues that uh, maybe your non-pro adjacent Rocky League players can compete in. Things like MLE, Frontiers Doubles League, um, Old Farts Rocky League, stuff like that. Um, we'll we'll bring you some more information on that stuff, how you can get involved, and uh, you know some testimonials from people in those leagues. Um, but with that, we'd like to wrap up this shorter episode Hold of. Uh... Let's not wrap it up yet. Okay. Yeah, I have one this, thing to uh, say about this. This off-season shit. Oh, I'm I'm loving the off-season thing, but I wanted to add one small thing about about our our little our little uh, teaser there uh, when we start talking about the stuff that non-pro adjacent players can play. If you ever want to end up playing this game that we all love and enjoy with your favorite podcasters, us three, join those leagues will be the way to do it. But if you do, you're not allowed to beat me. So you just have to throw any match against me, no matter what team you're on, if you end up in a league with me, which I currently play in MLE. Uh, So shout out to that. And we'll talk more about that later. But yes, just if you're a listener of the show, you just have to let me win. I have an ego. (laughs) He he may call out by name on this podcast. If you beat me in one of the leagues we play in, I'll be like, this person is a big old jerk and hurt my feelings. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I'm going to go undefeated this season in MLE. I, I think you are, too. I think that you are going to win every game you play this season. I, yeah. All right. Let's see how that pans out. Yeah. But, uh, AJ, you had a you had a question that you wanted to pose oh, yeah. before we no, wrap up? Uh, no, more, no more Gold Rush this year. I'm sad about that. Yeah, I kind of cool if that happened in the uh, Mall of America again. Yeah, and I mean, I, I last year. one thing that you kind of don't see on here, and it's been a little while, but like something like a Beyond the Summit kind of like in person, more relaxed like yeah. LAN event. Maybe taking advantage of like some Dream Hacks or packs, something like that might be might be a kind of a cool way. But it just seems weird to me that the off season is going to be so long after you know the highest record of concurrent viewers in a Rocky League event ever at the World Championships. Um, you know, just kind of like, it seems like they're maybe letting the momentum that they had die out a little bit, but I'm sure that there's there's a reason for it. Maybe they're trying to revamp some stuff to bring, you know, more excitement and bigger things to Rocket League. But, uh, I mean, I certainly if can't wait. good big changes, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, I, I kind of would be too. But also maybe you know, behind the scenes stuff. Maybe they're trying to work out better venue locations, uh, things like that, that, you know, we don't really get to see. So, I mean, I'm just hopeful that we get a NA event first up so that we can, we can all get together again and go, go and enjoy some Rocky league. But, you know, Ace, you said you were a fan of the longer, the longer off season. Did I say this? I may have, that sounds like something I may have said in the past. Uh, you know, honestly, I am. I, I would say that yes, I am a bit. I'm a fan of a longer off season because uh, I mean, we started this podcast at the beginning of last season, right? Um, after having such a good time going to World Championships in Texas, where it's like, yeah, we should do something more about this, right? We should really lean into this. But when we said we were going to do that, uh, I didn't realize that, that meant like a couple weeks later because that's how short the off season was. It felt like last time. Um, 
this feels a little long. I think that uh, five or six months of uh, no RLCS is a bit longer. So, you know, I do, I do think we're hit, you know, we're all right on that. They're going to be doing some pretty big changes. Um, I will be very disappointed if next season comes around and there's no changes and they, you know, it was just a long off season, um, but we'll see. But I do think that, I think at least three months between, right? Um, and then, like, then we could, if they did three months, they could probably stretch out the main season and have it be an annual deal. You know, we have our world championship in in August or September, and then you have the winter months off or the beginning of winter off, and then we start back in in January, something along those lines. Uh, I think that that would make it a bit more, I don't know what the word I'm going for here. Sustainable? Consistent. Well, one sustainable, yeah, because I mean, every one of these events has staff and members for uh, Psionics or Epic or whoever, you know, whoever is is directly in charge of these things. Like those people also have lives. <laughs> this is this is so true. Like, you know, so yeah, I don't know. I think I like it. I think that five or six months is too long. If unless they are really revamping some things, which I would love to see, because I do think that while they had the highest viewers that they've had ever, right? And they were building that momentum, and I would love to see them continue building upon that momentum. I think that breathing new life into it overall is potentially the better move, if that's what they are doing, right? Um, but we'll see. I, I've been disappointed recently by a lot of game companies with their changes, so to speak, and they're usually not in. They're not. They usually don't go in the way of this makes it better for the gamers. I don't see that coming from Epic though, because they have, you know, historically not gone that route. But we'll see. Yeah. If they do, we'll have tons of content of me just ranting and raving. So you know, there's that for anyone <laughs> who likes to hear me, bitch. <laughs> Fair. AJ, any final thoughts on off-season length? No, not really. Too long. Yeah. All right, then. Well, with that, we'll uh, wrap up this shorter episode of uh, this week's episode. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, join our Discord, rate us wherever you listen to podcasts as it really helps us grow our brand. Uh, make sure to check out our YouTube, our Twitch, our TikTok, and soon-to-be merch store, uh, inbound soon. All of these links and more can be found on our website at www.boostoverball.com. And from us on the show, as always, remember to choose Boost Overball. Thank you for listening to the Boost Overball podcast. Make sure to check out our website, www.boostoverball.com, and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts.